In this episode, we discuss whether this is more a horror game or suspense game. And of course, we have to discuss the premise of the game. Whose nightmare was this? And what on earth was that ending? This is going to be a spooky one, so stick around for episode 2 of season 4. Glad to have you here. Welcome to Bits of Time, where we ask the simple question, is this video game worth your time? Really appreciate you checking out Season 4. We have a backlog of excellent, awesome, strange little games from all these different seasons, but thank you for being here. Today we are talking about Little Nightmares, and it took me 2 hours, 47 minutes, and 15 seconds to see the end, and I think this game is worth your time, especially knowing that you don't have to spend too much time to get to the end. I'm also one of your hosts, Michael. And I'm your other host, Larry. And I disagree with the needing to take a little bit of time because it took me five hours and 57 minutes, <laughs> although I did play it with my 11-year-old daughter. So there's that with context. And I do think this game is absolutely worth your time. Well, let's talk about it. What do you say? But I didn't give myself a name in the last year before, and I've been consistently doing that. In the last episode. In the last episode. I don't know what I just said. But you know what I mean. I am Michael who is not a demon that you have to kill like Lilith, and I am not a little nightmare, but my little nightmare would be if my house slowly started filling up with water. That's a little nightmare, I feel like. If this is your first time ever listening to the podcast, you're very confused, so go back to the 36 episodes that we've done in seasons one through three. Yeah, there you go. 12, 24, yeah, there you go. Good job. (laughs) Math. So we are talking about little nightmares. We just discussed this game, questions, it's free flowing, but it's a good discussion. But you'll know why we finished it and why you didn't. Why we did? What, what the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> I'm sorry. I just couldn't understand what you said there. <laughs> no, 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 no surprise there. Uh, yeah. So the one cool thing about our podcast is we don't always finish every game, but you know why we stopped and why we recommend certain games. And Larry, what is your recommendation? Why would you play this game? Because you, you seem very high on it. I would argue as a game that was sold to me as a horror game, it's much more suspense and much less horror for me personally. Uh, hmm. There was a little bit towards the end, the final act, that I was kind of like, oh boy, like this is getting a little creepy. But for the most part for me, it's a suspense-filled trial and error type game. And I think it works really well. At no point did I ever get, I guess stuck to the point where I couldn't figure out what I needed to do. I believe that happened to you. And I know you mentioned that. So I'm very curious. I feel very dumb on what I, dude, I, (laughs) it is very early in this game. I want to say it's like 20 minutes in, maybe not even that long. And you're in a room. So basically it's a side scroll. You're going from left to right, up, down, find your way through your little boy, little girl. You're an it. I don't know. Little raincoat. It's very cute. And so I'm in this room. I think her name's six. Oh, good to know. I didn't know that. There's a bunch of lore in this. We'll talk about that later. But I'm in this room, and there's an elevator in, in behind me. I drop down in something, so I can't get back up to it. And I can't get to the handle in front of me. And I just tried to climb on everything and go around. And then I finally realized, after so much trial and error, that you just take the plank and, like, remove <laughs> it. And I was... Because I, I grabbed on that to try and climb up, and it just wouldn't do it. I just didn't know you just had to pull back on the little stick and then I pried I was like oh my 
That's the inside mechanic right there. A yeah. little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's this game, I would argue. So there was, I, I guess I slightly lied a little bit. There was a point pretty early on in the game, because I remember complaining to you about it, where you drop through the floor and you land in this area where there's all those little, like, inchworm things coming towards you or snakes or whatever they are. Yeah. And I, for whatever reason, thought you couldn't maneuver around them. And so I thought there was a reason you had your lighter, which. I would say is underutilized as a whole. I, I didn't understand the reason for that mechanic other than like the autosaves sort of things that you could do occasionally. <laughs> uh, and so for the longest time, I tried running all different sorts around that room. I think it probably took us about five or six tries and then we finally got it. And it was like, oh, you can just get through this. Yep. <laughs> so what makes this game interesting and where, so you said the word trial and error and that's what this game is. You die in one hit, you fall, too far and you die and i generally don't like that in games you know and by the way the, the falling thing i'm kind of convinced that they just guessed at certain levels because there are times i swear i fell twice as far and didn't die and then sometimes where i died and i, I fell and i'd be like what like <laughs> i've absolutely fallen further than that so i don't know what the level is there <laughs> yeah so this is the type of horror slash larry aptly put suspense game where you have no attacks you can do against the enemies that you face throughout this very short experience of this little nightmare. And go back to a game we did in Season 3, SteamWorld Dig 2. There's a point where I got to where these enemies were chasing you and they would touch you and you died in one hit. And the problem with that was that took what came before where you have health bars and everything. So it's just a dramatic shift in how the game played. This one is the entire thing, so I don't mind it. You know, the thing that was also kind of fascinating, though, is by the objects or these enemies that are on the map, I found myself most of the time just intrigued to watch what they were doing. Like yes. I was like I was living the role of my the little girl or whatever we were and just kind of being like, what is this? And because the there were such weird animations and sound effects to what they <laughs> yes. were doing and it's just, and especially, it started out with the, the long-armed one, which was just terrifying. Yeah, okay, I was very scared of that creature. <laughs> I, I would argue that's probably the scariest one. Yep. Uh, so I, it's, it starts off high in that regard. Yes. It, I mean, again, like it's just because he could get you. There was a scene where you had to climb up a, a really, really tall uh, like set of cl like uh, a drawer, a dresser. Thank you. I don't know why I can't say that. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. Yeah, yeah, I didn't say anything. I said thank you to myself. <laughs> like, good job, thank Brian. you with thank you, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> but you, there were multiple times where you'd have to basically, they had the brass monkeys, you'd pick them up and you'd chuck it to get it to be distracted, and then you would climb up the dresser. There was twice I got all the way up and I was on to the next thing, and it still grabbed me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I actually yelled once. Ours. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. So if you've never heard of Little Nightmares, what is the premise, very beginning? Because what I like about this game and what I like about games like this, because we're going to talk about an analogous to Inside, which we haven't talked about on the show, but we did cover Limbo. It just drops you in. Mm -hmm. So tell me, what are you doing? What, what's, the, <laughs> what's the drop in? <laughs> I thought you were going to keep going. I didn't know you were asking a question. Uh so basically, you know, I don't even remember what the start of the game was like. You're, you basically have just control of our character. You don't really know where you're at. 
I personally guessed pretty early on the location that we were in, and you know, we'll save what the reveal for that is in the spoiler section. But you're kind of just you don't know why you're there. You have this growling thing, your character keeps getting hungry all the time for some reason, which we don't understand. And you don't know what the things you're running for or from are or why you're there, if they're good, they're bad. And so it's just a side scroller. You're just jumping from one area to another. It's almost sectioned off to the point. But it's it's not just 2D though, because it's like it's, you you go up it it's vertical and you go back to rooms from different well, exits. And it, it points that your character can move back and oh, yeah, forth from the foreground three D. Yeah, back, uh, background stuff. But yeah, it's basically you're always presented with a the, each room is its own puzzle, basically. And you have to figure out there's many times you get dropped into a room or you open a door and you walk into a new room and it's like, okay, well, what's the puzzle here? And sometimes the puzzle, you have to discover what you're even supposed to be doing. And what I think I do like about that, because it is room by room basis, but you might have to go two rooms over and backtrack a different way to get to the finality of the puzzle in that specific room that you first started off Agreed, in. yeah. Yeah, it's, and again, from my perspective, so the playtime with me in this game, especially early on, so the li- the latter half of the game, my daughter gave me the controller for the whole thing and it was just like here i'll watch it but she get freaked out a lot for all the parents out there i absolutely did not force her to play this game she was just intrigued from this menu screen basically and was curious about it and i was like if you want to watch it you can so i at first we only played this game during the day and then it started rotating to nighttime and it was one of those things where it was fun watching how both of us tried to tackle rooms and she was always just so focused on the main villain or the main object or character that was in the room where I was constantly analyzing trying to figure out okay what does it want me to do and it was just so fun seeing both of us get terrified and freaked out together over because again it's not a jump scare there's a couple in the game I there's one point for me that <laughs> i was like oh God. Right, well, i felt it but we'll, uh, we'll talk, talk about, about that, that. Yeah. yeah but for me most of it was more the suspense like oh, i don't think i'm gonna make it or yes, or yes. the sound effects that the enemies make in the game when they think they hear you or smell you or see you is so noticeable that there's like this heightened sense of just like oh god i gotta go hide and you know like that's it's so well done in that sense and kind of getting the perspective from me and my daughter and how we each played, she would just kind of sit there and be like, okay, I think I can go under that table. But she would wait forever because she was like, I think he's going to turn around now. Oh, it was fantastic. And, uh, you know, there's this rise in this type of game, right? So Little Nightmares was developed by Tarsier Studios and published by Bandai Namco Entertainment on April 28, 2017. And I would say... Limbo inside coming before this. I think they drew inspiration from it. And I would say that what I really like about this is it's atmospheric storytelling and mystery without blatantly telling us what's going on. Oh, 100%. I'm like, again, I've beaten the game and I'm still not 100% convinced I know what happened. (laughs) Which is what we're going to deluge in the spoiler section of what we think is going on here in general. And I, th- I think I really like this, like the juxtaposition of, I love my RPGs. They're telling me all this lore, this background, very concrete evidence. And, you know, you still have the mysteries about why characters, motivations and villains and all that. But this game is so 
less handholdy in that story aspect, but still intriguing that I like flipping between the two. You know what I, I think? I didn't really ever even put this analogy together with, or at least the comparison with Inside either. There's no menu. Like you're not dealing with a menu system or an inventory system or anything like that. You're just playing the game. And it's like a Mario game. Yeah. But in different. A, in a sense, yeah. Like maybe if they made like a, well, maybe I should like Luigi's Mansion 3. Or any of the mansion games, maybe I'll. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you haven't played that, have you? No. All right, but yeah, it's Super just. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> there is something about that though, where you just you load the game up. It's almost like back to the N sixty four days of yore, where more like NES. <laughs> well, but you just literally throw the game on and boom, you start playing right away. Little nightmares. It was outside of the initial loading screen, and me, you know, it's funny side note. I don't know if this happened to you. The menu screen. You know how like you could see the character on the menu screen like looking up? I thought as you progressed the campaign, the character in the background was going to go further uh, same up. Same here. I had the same never, thought. Never did. never did. So you don't jump down my throat. I know Mario games have menus, but it's about the play. You don't have to inventory swap. Yeah, exactly. It's And again, it's just it's the simplicity of just experiencing the game and not having to... And I'm not saying inventory systems are bad. It's just you're not distracted by anything. It's just what's on screen, figure out what you got to do. And again, like you said, game doesn't hold your hand. It's, I, I didn't even know I could jump at first. <laughs> you know, it's just, you, have, you have to figure it all out. And like, you, well, perfect point. I did, you didn't know you could grab onto stuff. I didn't know you could throw, like the context. Well, I, I probably knew I could grab onto stuff because I'm, you grab onto climb. I didn't point. know I could pull. <laughs> well, but there's also the contextual nature of like, when you're throwing stuff, right? Th this game does what I believe Inside did too, which was a minor annoyance where, when you threw stuff, you threw it a certain distance. But if you threw it at a button, suddenly your character could throw it three times higher. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. it's like one of those things where I could see people being like, well, there's no way I can throw it up there. So it's got to be something else. So they could get a little frustrated. But there, There's something about Inside Does It Too. Like the weight of your character is proportional to who they are. And I mm -hmm. really like that. Yeah, it's, it's not I really like, like super acrobatic. Yeah, you're not like acrobatic in that sense. Yeah. yeah, I, I wonder. You know, the thing that was kind of interesting. Well, so I guess before I ask this question, though, did you have like a favorite act per se, like without getting spoilery? <laughs> I think so, but I'm not sure. Okay, I we'll get there. Because I I go back and forth. There are. I, w I would say this, I guess to maybe. I mean, do is there another point you want to get to? Because I was gonna say as a nice tease. The reveal of the location was amazingly Super well done. Like, cool. I actually really was like, whoa, okay, this woke me up sort of thing. Yeah, so if you don't want to know that cool reveal and what this story we think is about, and more in-depth on the characters that we're seeing on screen, stop here. Thank you for listening for whatever, how long this is, like 10 minutes, 12 minutes into this. Whatever it is, appreciate you. If you did like it, let somebody else know. If not, that was your warning. So, Larry, tell me about that reveal because it's really good. You know, again, in it, this is coming from somebody who I kind of predicted we were on a ship. It felt like it, you could tell with the way that the map, the levels and rooms you were in were swaying. But just graphically, the reveal of, and to me, the bigger reveal outside of the fact that we were on the ship was who the heck are all these characters People coming in. just being led into the boat? Why are they there? And then what are we? <laughs> and so it's like, are they bad? Are they good? 
what are they eating? What are the chefs making? Like, what is there like a gluttony thing happening here? Yeah, it's very, gosh, it's very interesting. I love that shot of it like spreading out. And it's not uh, the very first shot of them coming on. It's kind of blurred or muted yes, in the background. Yes. And then when you go further and you can actually see them coming in the ship and it's you very get much, definition. It's very much an inside type scene where because you see the characters in the background, right? We never, I mean, I guess we do interact with them, but it's in a different way. But it's like, you know, yeah, like you said, once you go in back into the ship, it's you're seeing the lines of them kind of going. Every, and you're like, there's the curiosity. And then there's the reveal of the woman who seems to just be overlooking all of it. And you're like, well. Okay, so is who- it like a post-apocalyptic cruise line like you're just getting funneled <laughs> to your spot and then you're going to enjoying food and then why is it our character wants to eat things and man when you have to eat that little gnome i was i was like what is going on here yeah no the, yeah, the tragic part about that scene as a whole was my daughter was sitting there next to me watching that like she was in most of the game and clearly the the gnome you know it's almost clever because he was holding the sausage the sausage link which you'd already dealt with doing puzzles just prior not that long ago and so you just thought like, oh, they're helping you. This is nice. And then your character just eats them. <laughs> and it was literally me and my daughter just looked at each other. I was like, what are we? And so that was the first time I wondered if we were the thing everyone was afraid of. Mm, I okay, wondered. Because, again, we're the little nightmare. Yeah. And before that, it was we ate a rat. But we were, I just thought we were just so hungry exactly. because of yes. that. This was the first time I started questioning what is our character? Now, the thing that's weird is I don't... Because I guess then... Because we're clearly different than the gnomes. Yes. So it's like, I don't know what they represent, what we represent. And the the chefs and stuff like that, are they... Like, what are they cooking? Are they scared of us? Are they just... We're an annoyance? Because the one thing that throws a wrench in all of my ideas, right, is the first level... There's a bunch of other kids in like beds in that long arm scary. Yeah. I is like kind of taking care of them, I want to say, or making sure they don't leave. So we obviously escaped. Either we are kid six or we're the sixth person that's escaped or we're the sixth kid that was made See, or bred. I don't really know. I was trying to because like so the way that I looked at it. So after we ate the gnome, uh, weird sentence to say. And I instantly thought back to that with the kids sleeping. And I was kind of like, okay, are we, like, when you wake up, is that just trying to showcase that we're in one of the children's nightmares? Or are these thoughts that the nightmares, they are, or the kids feel trapped? And so this is their way of fighting again. I, I couldn't, I couldn't grasp. I don't think we're actually in a nightmare. I think this is playing out. We are escaping or trying to escape this crazy cruise ship of gluttony and death so do you think the kids are there was that scene remember where the kid gives you food mm-hmm. when you're getting hungry which was actually a really touching scene yeah the kid was still hungry and i wonder like what happens if you don't get fed do you turn into one of those creepy little crawly things i don't know i have no idea <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, I feel like it's cool because to me those represented like maggots or something like yeah, that, yeah. like from all the stale food, which is kind of food. Mm-hmm. There's definitely a connection to food, obviously. That's kind of the full circle of this game. So, in you know, I don't know if you got this out of it or not because I'm I've never fully watched the series and I really need to. But you know that uh, Attack on Titan mm-hmm. show for some reason, like when the like just 
blob, like these humans are coming after you. I got that yeah. vibe a little bit. I, I can see that. Bit. I can see that. And it was just, I was not expecting that. And uh, props to the animation team. The animations for how they like fall over and break through stuff. And it's really creepy what is happening. Now, when you asked me earlier if I had a favorite act, do you have one in mind? Is it after the reveal of the ship, the cruise ship? I um, So, here's the thing. So, I said, I think my favorite and creepiest character was the first one. The long arm thing. I, it, just terrifying. The chefs were more fascinating. They were scary, but I was just more amused. At, like I liked grabbing stuff and like throwing it on them. <laughs> and it, like, it was just amusing. I really like that scene where you're in the kitchen. You're like going up plates yeah, and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. like they're trying to grab you yep. as you're going around. Well, yeah. then there's even the scene where you're on the hook. Yes. Right? Yes. And like they're like trying you, to grab you. Yeah. It's just, and again, the animations for it because it's like they animate it so well. So that was one of my favorite parts. Yeah. I would argue from the reveal on, the game was like incredible. I think this game's third act or fourth, however you want to word it, the last half of the game is really well done. Uh, maybe minus, uh, so there's the period before, like the reveal to getting to, but even then, I guess I still liked it though because it was a completely different area. The reveal to the, getting to meet the woman, mm-hmm. which by the way, can we just say when so the w- woman's sitting there, you know, humming, looks like she's like, and, oh and it's gosh, a it's a cracked mirror, so yeah. she can't see herself. So you're already like, what the hell is going on? But then when you go in the room, and then you you have to break that one pocket because the keys inside of it. Mm-hmm. When she just and then there's the complete silence, and you're like, okay, where is she at? She's she's here somewhere. <laughs> where is she at? That was terrifying. I do love when you first hear it because I just walked up to her and she just like grabs you with her mind or something like kills you i'm well, like see, i didn't experience that oh yeah it, i was like oh okay <laughs> that's what goes near her which makes sense because every big person you don't want to be around in this game yes i would say i did like that change up of area as well but i think my favorite part in this game is when you were walking around and everybody's eating mm, yes and then you eventually it's have to and that's after the ship reveal so it's, yeah. that's all part of it yeah. and i think where you have to climb on the table or the very long table and they're all like reaching for you and trying to grab you you know what's so weird about that is i kind of got like 1920s cartoon vibe like if they had just removed the color and made it like black and white and like lowered the fps a little bit just though that scene gave me kind of some of those older school vibes a little bit too like it was it was i didn't know what i was like what is this what is going it's just it went nowhere where i thought this game was going at all yeah that's i think that's my favorite part about it which obviously i didn't say this in the beginning of the episode but i hope you go in more without knowing much Mm -hmm. and i think that does heighten this game there's a few games in my mind that i can think about where you don't know as much about the game this doki doki literature club inside as well it just enhances the experience and i'm happy that the style of game exists but the, the part that just scared the crap out of me is when i think it's soon after that uh you're run around on the table you get to a point and the left area is what you think you should go to and the fat guy just plow opens <laughs> dude i was like ah, like just, oh god that part's great because then it leads to the chase scene and you have to like jump and they fall the, off the yes the, the, like this horde of people chasing you it's great the chase scenes were very well done in this game it's, and it's weird to almost call them chase scenes but it's what's happening and 
I actually think, yeah, that scene where you're hanging and then you jump across. And there was actually one moment earlier where you had a hanging sequence and you jumped over to going from the right to the left. Mm -hmm. And if you just stayed on it, every time you swung back, the like, guy would just, no, he would just inch forward a little bit further and keep going and keep going and keep going. And watching them like fall, like you said, fall over, but fall off. One of them actually falls off when you do the jump. It's plus I, like the rise in like tensional music or something. They're, like the sound effects are getting louder and louder. Gosh. Can, can we also talk about the, mm, like that, like the humming of the little girl is such a vibe. <laughs> I love that song. Mm, man, yeah, there's that that whole sequence is definitely probably my favorite. So I don't know what act that is or what level that's considered. Not, uh, yeah, it doesn't matter though. What what are your thoughts about how like so the girl? So like the, the mirrors and that fighting. Like what are your thoughts on like where are they going with this? Like or first of all, how did you like that as like the last person that we encountered? I think that was a good build up. I think the other stuff I liked better, but I like that this is a boss fight and it mm -hmm. it worked out because it was it was tricky. Actually, I didn't know what to do it in the first first go around, so it took me I think one or two tries to actually beat her. But I thought it was clever, mm -hmm. you know, using the mirror. I don't have no idea what it means. So like, <laughs> right. uh, so she is kind of this phantom figure, but she's overseeing all this cruise ship. Do do you think it's possible it's like... Is she like your kid? Well, are you your, yeah, that's what I was wondering. If like maybe we're kid. part of the family. Yeah. And we're trying to escape the madness of like society, of like what society has become or something. Like I, Again, I have no idea. Because obviously then there's the... Once we beat her, there is... I, I talked I talk to you about before I even... We started recording. The scene of when we finally are like... We get our powers or something like... But we get our powers by eating her? Yeah, apparently. So what? Yeah, what are we? Because <laughs> then we go through. Yeah, we get this. That nice, is such a cool scene. You're just you're walking towards the end of the hall. You know, it's kind of like the journey moment a little bit. The but ending, just, uh, just a little bit more. Uh, well, it's a little gruesome. But yeah. I'm talking about like past that part of it. But like as you go walk up to the light. And, yeah, and, and you're just walking towards the end of the ship, and you were just you're so powerful. You're just like throwing stuff around and you're not you're doing like, it anything. looks like you're sucking the soul out of all of the yeah like I, like like objects are flying you're just killing everybody that you walk by and it's from a different it's it's from a perspective of you're walking the camera is behind the character yeah and which is like the first this, time it's ever done that yeah the music is pretty loud the sound effects are loud and you're just doing this slow walk forward and then as you go up the steps like right before there's that seeing eye image that's that was all over everywhere like something was watching us constantly and then just as you get to the top you're like a couple gnomes like run out and is that based on how many you've collected like how many did you because i only I, had i think I it was like three or four yeah that's about as many as i had i don't know if it's i assume it's tied to how many you found and saved yeah. and hugged mm -hmm. it doesn't count the one you ate no obviously. well because because I, I know i also uh you feel very powerful in that moment though yeah. and it's interesting because you're not doing anything but I'm, I'm okay with that you're just walking forward but you feel just immensely powerful but then I, I, after that i was then followed up with another confusing part because it then after the credits end we're on like an island yeah and so I, you it, it's very confusing i, I know i don't understand so you're walking up these stairs and then yeah you hear the waves the ocean and you're on a little island we've seemed to have 
good luck with games that have like endings like this or like even what because what we had you know far loan sales you know with the water and it's like the end of like a, what happened here this is another like i don't this must be up there maybe similar with inside where it's a game i enjoyed my time with it a lot but i really don't know the whole gist of it and what was going on now i will say there is dlc i did not play the dlc and what's interesting about this experience with me is I'm pretty intrigued about playing the second one. I don't really care to play the DLC. Yeah, that's kind of weird. I was the same way. Uh, yeah, I like I want to know. But I'm not getting the second one yet because I'm waiting for it to go on sale because I think it's like 40 bucks. <laughs> it can't be that much, but uh, I'm pretty sure we looked it up and it was. <laughs> yeah, maybe it is. But I'm, it, I'm in a weird spot where I'm very happy I played this game. I'm not like jonesing to get into the second one kind of the same thing with far loan sales even though i loved far loan sales from season one yeah that was season one wow that was season one so i'm in this very comfortable spot where maybe in a year or two i'll grab the second one or maybe by the end of this year i, I don't know but i i'm not rushing to get to the second experience i feel like this is almost identical to what happened with far loan sales i enjoyed far loan sales so much I was like oh i gotta play you know i gotta do these far changing tides and i Still haven't played it yet. Same. This game, like my now, maybe the difference is my daughter's actually pretty curious about this. But we started playing inside. Uh, and mm. so she were I'd say maybe like forty five two minutes to an hour in, which is actually far in that game. And uh she's enjoying that one now too. And so it's found a little niche of games now. Yeah, which is weird. I don't know why <laughs> she's into these, but I love that she loves them, so it works. So but yeah, it's uh I actually don't even know where I would rank this because it's. It, I was thinking to myself, like, I genuinely was really, really. I almost would argue I like the aesthetic and the art style of Inside still more. But there's something about those characters, like the villains or enemies or whatever the heck you want to call them, in the world and the way that they're moving around it that is so entertaining. And I hope they continue that trend with Little Nightmares too. Yeah, I, I pl it's weird. With this game, I played in very small segments. So it took me like 40 minutes to beat the first level. And then I did the next level and then I had to put it down for a while. I, mm -hmm. Either it was, <laughs> it was night and I didn't feel like dealing with it, but there is a stress builder to this game. Like yes. a, a rising tension where I had to like step back. So I'd like, when I think about like a review of it, it wouldn't be as high, but it's the same thing I had with inside. Like the more distance I get away from it, the mm -hmm. more it, grows on me yeah i would definitely argue the the suspense and kind of terror of especially when you're playing you know at night or the lights are down and it's quiet everywhere else those moments of trying to not make enough noise or when you accidentally do make enough noise you have that freak out moment where you're like okay can, can i hide here or whatever yeah. it is <laughs> well because then like some of the characters they'll actually like peek under stuff and it's it's just really well done and i do wonder if there is a level of suspense in games that you you struggle with in the moments but then when you're further away you realize how fun it really was yeah i kind of feel like you're starting to have that pattern a little bit i think yeah and i'm definitely intrigued about what's coming next but again i don't i don't need it right now you know i'm okay with that but again when i i like this style of game in between my bigger games a little bit more mysterious not beating the head over with their themes and you know storytelling which i generally do like because that's, mm -hmm. that's what rpgs do <laughs> they tell you every little thing you know but i do like this 
like this cadence of games smushed in between my bigger games. One thing that is pretty interesting, because this is a trial and error game, I died, it says, 46 times. And that's, that's quite a bit. <laughs> well, and, I mean, we collectively died a little more than you. We died, granted. You know, actually, though, based on the amount of time played, it's, we're not that much different. So we died 79 times. But mm-hmm. we played almost six hours. You died 49 in, it was two hours in what? 47 minutes off so, the top like of my head. three hours. Yeah. So about half the time, not quite half the death. So we probably operated around the same way. All right, but Mike, to wrap this episode up, as you all know, we always like to end it with some sort of funny little scenario. And Mike, I'm really curious about this one with you because I don't know where your head's at and what you decided to go with. Maybe you wanted to lighten the mood up and have some lighthearted character. But if you had to pick something for our little nightmare to run and be chased by, what would you choose and why? When I first saw this question, which is funny, nothing came to my mind. Like absolutely nothing. I was like, Which I didn't. Is so e- weird. I had an instant reaction. Yeah, I didn't. One, I didn't know what you were going to ask me. Obviously, when I read it, but not like I never thought of it that way. Which is funny because the characters are so core to the experience. Mm-hmm. But I think I've landed on an oversized toddler. An oversized toddler. Like the mannerisms of how a baby moves, and just like. Almost being like a doll, but not, but just being creepy. Uh, okay, I could see that. I, I I feel like there's like a horror game or TV show or movie that does something similar to Probably, that. Probably, but I'm but, just thinking of like a, an abnormally large head and mm-hmm. just like waddling around and just like falling over stuff and like trying to get you. Yeah, 100%. I, I can definitely see that. So creepy. I actually think that probably is more fitting than what I'm going to say because I actually picked something from a video game and I literally don't know what this character's name is. But when I thought up this question, this is the first thing that popped into my head and I thought it would be creepy. Do you remember in Fatal Frame way back in the day, if you snapped the photo correctly every once in a while, you would get, I have no other way to describe her other than the broken neck woman. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That woman. Yeah, I just think if done right, you could have more of like a dark, creepy, like low lit area that you have to traverse <laughs> through. And I think it would be fantastic to see that. And I don't know what it is. I think, I, again, I think I might actually like yours better because it fits more with the aesthetic of the game. But this would be a nice change of pace. Yeah, that's more like ghostly apparition versus yes. mine's more concrete. Kind of right. like this game definitely delves more into like an actual character versus uh, a ghost. Yes. But yeah, I, I mean... I'm fine with either of those options. Well, this has been a fun little game for Season 4 and Game 2. Appreciate all of you listening and sharing this. And you know, you'll get another game very soon, and we'll review it to see if it's worth your time. So take everything we say and apply it to the next game you hear. Whether you're going to add it to the backlog, or you've already played it and you want to see how we felt about it. Because that's always fun, hearing other people's opinions. Okay, this is going to be done. Bye. Bye.